This is Books of Titans, the podcast dedicated to the influences of influencers. The books that have helped shape prominent inventors, business leaders, athletes, intellectuals, scientists, and others. We'll talk about what makes these books such classics and at least attempt to have an intelligent discussion about what makes them so important and influential. Hello, this is Eric Rostad coming to you right outside of Nashville, Tennessee. Today, I'm going to change things up a little bit. And it's instead of discussing a book, I'm going to talk about how to read more books by creating a yearly reading list. The way I'm going to approach this is to describe some ways that I used to choose my books, problems that arose from those methods, and then what I do now to create a yearly reading list. Kevin Kelly, the author of The Inevitable, said, Life is short and there are too many books to read. Someone or something has to choose or whisper in our ear to help us decide. How do you decide what you read? For me, I've tried a lot of different ways in the past. Uh, it seems like a lot of people kind of follow a, a, a certain path where when they're, when they're children, they, they find a set of books that they like and they, they start reading and there's joy and pleasure in that. And then they get into school and the books that they read are chosen for them. That might be for an English class. It might just be general textbooks that you have to read, which doesn't leave time for for fun reading. And all of a sudden, reading becomes a chore and something that kind of kills any desire to read. Hopefully, this desire comes back after school. I, I know for me, one of the greatest things of being out of school is just the, the simple ability to choose what I want to read, not to have those books chosen for me. I got deeply into reading in college and then also once I was out of college. And the approach I really took at that time was what I call the serendipity approach. And what I mean by that is I would maybe go into a bookstore and and see a book and I would get that book and it would be on something that I was interested in. And so I would read that first book and then that book would reference other books and maybe talk about a, a topic that... I wanted to learn more about. And so it just, there was serendipity in it. I, I was coming across this book. It was leading me to other books and it would just lead me down this path of, of getting deeper into that topic. Uh, it, it, it could also be along the lines of an author. So maybe I would come across an author that I, that I liked and then I would get their next book and then the next book and then the next book. And so it was just this approach of, of choosing a, choosing a topic or an author and, and going further down that path. Another approach I would take was to, to be part of a book club or, or reading group. Uh, but, but then again, uh, I was reading things that I didn't necessarily want to read. And, and a lot of times those groups would just kind of, kind of peter out after a while. So in this episode, what I'm going to propose is that you come up with a plan, a reading plan, one with defined goals and objectives. And that may seem like it would kill all desire to read. But what I found is that it does the opposite. Jocko Willink says that discipline equals freedom. And when you have a plan, a plan in place, it allows for greater enjoyment of your books. And it provides a structure where you can begin to greatly increase the number of books that you do read each year. So in this episode, I'm going to provide a framework on how to think about creating a yearly reading plan. Now, these approaches to reading would lead to some problems. 
One of the main problems I would always come across was that I would get stuck on a particular book. So maybe I would be super excited about a particular topic and I would, I would just start getting these books on this topic or, or maybe it was an author. I would start buying and, and getting the, from the library these different books by this author and then I would hit a book along that topic or by that author and it, I, I just couldn't get into it. And instead of putting the book away, maybe coming back to it later or just stopping it and moving on to the next one, I would try to slog my way through. And what that would mean is that I would stop reading for weeks or even months at a time. I just didn't want to get back into that book. And that led me to not even read at all, which is not, not a good thing. Uh, and, and so that was a big problem with, with my approach to, to reading in the past. Another thing is that it just didn't allow me to take a step back. It was more about the immediacy of digging deep into a particular topic or author. And so I wasn't able to, to take a step back and, and think, what, what are my overall, what do I want to accomplish here by, by reading? And what about some of these classics? Like, I, I know I want to read some particular classics, and I, I, I'm not getting into those because I, I'm just going more by topic. And if I start reading this classic, then that's going to take a lot of time where I can't devote to, to really digging deep into this topic. And a third problem is that I just didn't have any accountability. So if, if I was reading, no one knew. If I wasn't reading, no one knew. And, and so no one was there to challenge me uh, or encourage me or, you know, tell me to, hey, just stop reading that book if you're not, if you're not in it. Just, uh, move on and, and, and do another one. So those are some of the problems I, I had with past reading pl- um, approaches, ways that I would try to find books. So here's how I've set my reading list for the past three years. I'm going to go through a a solution I've come up with and and without even necessarily planning on this, I've helped solve a lot of the problems I was having under this serendipity approach or or just going on a topic or author and, and going from there. So the first thing I had to do was to set a goal. And for me, here, here are the goals that, that I had in, in starting Books of Titans project three years ago. I had a lot of books that I wanted to read, but there was no way I was going to get through them unless I started reading a lot. So one goal was just to to challenge myself to read more books per year. Uh, another goal was, and, and I mentioned these 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 goals that I'm going to be highlighting now. I mentioned these in the episode where I, where I talked about why I started Books of Titans to begin with. But I, I work for myself, and I need to continually be learning. Uh, I, I have a salary of, of $0. If I don't bring in new business, I make $0. I, I don't go in, into an office and have a set salary. So I need to be continu- continually learning and continually improving my skill set or I'm not going to make money. I'm not going to get hired. So I've, I figured reading is probably one of the best ways to, to keep learning. Uh, another thing, I, I have a hard time communicating. Uh, I feel dumb a lot, a lot of times. Uh, I, I have, I went to, I've gone to school. I mean, I went to graduate and uh, undergraduate, and there are things I should know that I just don't know. And so I, I don't like that feeling, and I, I want to try to learn the things that I probably should have learned in school or uh, just just learn things in general. I, I, I have a desire to do that. And uh, another thing is, is in terms of goals is I, 
I was challenged to look at retirement in a in a different way and not to look at it as like you know no work and you're you're on the beach or whatever but if if you if you didn't have to work right now what what would you want to be doing like on a daily basis what would you want to do what would you want your day to look like and f- for me I I would want three main things I would want to run every day I would want to read and I would want to have time with my family. So why can't I do those things right now? Like I, I don't look at retirement as as stopping work. Like I, I always think I'll be doing something, some sort of work. But I don't want to wait till I'm 65 to start reading either. So why not start doing that now? So that, that was a goal too. Like create the life that you think you want in retirement, just start doing those things now. If, if that's something you're looking forward to, you, you might not make it to retirement. Uh, so, so start doing those things now. But w- what about for you? What are, what are your goals? What, what are your goals in reading? What, what makes you want to read? What makes you, what makes you want to read more? Do you have a joy of reading? I mean, is it, is it something that's just pleasurable? It's very pleasurable to me. I, I love reading. Uh, but but what are your goals? Start with that. Figure out your goals, and that will help define everything else we're going to talk about here. Second, set a scope. And by scope, I, I mean three different things. One is a scope of a time frame. Second, a, a number of books. And then third, type of books. So how many books do you want to read, and how many do you want to read within a given time frame? Maybe you just want to start with a book a month. Uh, maybe that's too much and, and you need, it needs to be a book every, every other month, uh, every two months. But the point is to start somewhere. For the sake of this episode, I'm gonna, let's just consider one year at a time. How many books do you want to read in one year? Make it a challenge, but don't, don't go insane. Uh, for me, I knew 52 books was going to be a challenge. The most I had ever read in a year prior to this project was 30-something. So I knew 52 was going to be a challenge, but I knew it was doable. And so you, you want to get that balance there of, of, a, of a challenge, but something that, that is doable. Probably you're going to have to make some some changes, some sacrifices in your life. You may not be able to watch TV or read the news. Those are things that I I gave up, uh, but it has allowed me to to read 52 books per year. Next, what type of books do you want to read? This this falls again under scope, and and what I'm talking about here is is really thinking in terms of of categories. Are there particular authors? you'd like to read again, or, or maybe for the first time, certain genres, uh, books about particular topics, that type of thing. I found it very helpful to, to start a list of books that I, I want to read, but not just that, but, but topics and categories of books that I want to read. And you can do this just in a notebook or, or within a spreadsheet. But what I'll do is I'll list the type of categories I want on each year's reading list. So, so here are, are, are a few examples. I want to read one Shakespeare play per year. I want to read one book by C.S. Lewis. He's my favorite author. I want to read one book by George MacDonald. That is my wife's favorite author. I want to read one book about the Middle East. I'm woefully ignorant on the Middle East. I need to read at least one book a year on the Middle East. Uh, 
I want to read one epic classic. This year I read Don Quixote. Last year I read War and Peace. Uh, I want to have one major epic classic on the list each year. I My family heritage is Norwegian. I want to read one book about Norway each year. I have uh, other categories where I will, of the 52 books, two of those books will be books that were sent to me by the author. I find great books that way. Uh, I don't get paid to do that. I just, I, I want to have, I want to be seeing new books and, and books that I wouldn't necessarily come across in, in other ways. And I find that setting these categories makes it really exciting because then, then you're, you're searching for books that, that meet that criteria. So that could even be a way to help you get started on, on creating a, a, a list and, and, and setting a scope. And by the way, this, this episode is releasing in September, and now is the perfect time to begin thinking about your list for next year. So in this case, this is September 2019, so now is a really good time to, to begin thinking about your 2020 reading list. Next step after setting a scope, so just to review, we, we've set a goal, we've set why we want to read, what, what our, our purpose is in doing that. Secondly, we've set a scope. Third, we want to begin to compile book ideas. This part is fun. I spend the entire year, the entire prior year compiling book ideas. So for the entire year of 2019, I have been thinking about what I want to read in 2020. Yes, I've been reading my 52 books this year, but I also have been thinking ahead to what I want to read in 2020. I carry a notebook with me almost everywhere, and I write down book ideas as I come across them. Uh, I also, if I don't have my notebook, I'll just open up the, the Amazon app on my phone and I'll, I'll add a book to my, to my wish list. I get these ideas from friends. I get them from podcasts, from walking into bookstores email newsletters. So I, I, I have subscribed to different newsletters that, that talk about new books. Um, and then I, I will also ask people that I admire. I'll ask them what their favorite books are, the books that have, that have inspired them the most or had the, the deepest impact on their lives. I did that for, for a few friends, uh, one friend from high school, uh, and, and I'm reading two books he suggested on my 2020 reading list. It's a, um, a man I, I deeply admire. He is a professor now, and I know he reads a lot, so I, I, I got a couple book suggestions from him. So that's the fun part, just getting getting ideas from, from different places. And if you need help with this, go to booksoftitans.com. One of the things I'm, I'm doing is compiling different lists of suggested books there. So this entire project started by reading Tools of Titans by Tim Ferriss. He asks every one of his guests, everyone that he highlights in that book, what their favorite book are, books are and the ones that they've gifted the most. So what book have you gifted to friends and family? Uh, and what book is your favorite, has impacted you the most? And I made a list of all those books. And then for 2017, those were the books I read, were, were 52 of the ones that were suggested as having the most impact in, in some of the world's top performers. So I've compiled those lists. I have spreadsheets on the website showing every book highlighted in Tools of Titans. I have a list of every book ever suggested in the Tim Ferriss Show podcast. 
He has over 300 episodes now, and it's every book that has ever been discussed. I share my reading lists on the website. I share reading lists of others, uh, other people who have uh, signed up to share their reading lists on the Books of Titans website. So you have a, a huge resource there if you, if you need book ideas for, for your list. Part of this compiling is to collect a list of books in an amount well over the number that you want to read in the next year. So for me, in 2020, I'm going to read 52 books again. But the list of books I've compiled so far in 2019 is probably over 150 books. And, and that's what you want to do. You want to, you want to get a big list and then you go to the next step, which is narrowing down that list. So starting in the fall, you know, if you have a list of 150 books and, and you're trying to get it down to 52, or you have a list of 100 and you're trying to get it down to 20 for, for your, your yearly reading list, start, start around the fall. Uh, so not, now would be a good time to start narrowing it down. By December, you want to have that list pretty well set. I've been thinking about it so much that I, I pretty much have my list for 2020 set. Uh, I, it's probably around the 50 book mark that I know for sure. These are my for sure books for 2020, and there's a couple that uh, still still working through. And uh, but I'll have that list ready here pretty soon. And believe it or not, I actually have my 2021 list picked out as well. And the reason for that is is I'm going on a theme for 2021, and the theme is collections. So collections of books, and that might be. A particular series that I've I've never read. So, for instance, I'll, I'll just share one of them that I know for 2021, and that's the the seven books of the of, of Harry Potter. I've never read I've never read them. I want to read them, and so 2021 is going to be my year of series and collections. And so that's another idea for you as well. Is just if if you're having trouble uh, picking books or finding books, look look for collections or or series or or sets. And, and uh, you can add those to your list. After narrowing down, here is a key. You want to randomize the order. Now, why in the world would you want to randomize your order? This has actually been a key for me to get through my, my reading list. So once I've narrowed down my list of books to 52, I open up, uh, you can just go to uh, randomizer dot com or dot org, uh, just search for randomizer, and you you can you can put in your list of fifty two books and then hit randomize, and it will randomize that order of books. Here's why that's important: it randomizing the list removes the temptation to stack the books you're most excited about at the start. I am very excited about all fifty two of the books, but there are some that I am more excited than others. And even in this year, 2019, there are three books towards the end of my reading list. I've not read them yet, but because I randomized the order, they are at the end of my list this year. And I just have to sit there and look at my bookshelf and know that they're there and not read them, but know that they're coming up. And it actually creates anticipation and it, 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 it actually, and it helps get me through the list because I'm not stacking everything that I would, I really, really, really want to read at the beginning. So I, I suggest that it's, 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 it's not necessary, but it, it has really helped me in, in randomizing the order. The final step 
here is to then share that list. You need accountability. Whether that's on a website, on social media platform, or just even writing out a list and and sharing it with your friends and family. Share your list. As Austin Kleon says, show your work. Share your list. And that accountability, so for me, I, I, every morning I take a photo and post it on Instagram of what I'm reading and that creates accountability because if I'm reading a book and I'm taking a photo of the front of that book and it's been a week and I know people are getting sick of seeing the same book every day, that actually kind of sparks me to, to, to finish faster, to, to, to dig deeper and, and, and try to finish the book so that I can get on to the next one. So, uh, and then I'll have people writing to me, asking about the books, asking what I think. And so it, it, there's just this level of accountability when you share your list. So again, first is to set a goal. Secondly, set a scope. Third, compile a, a books throughout the year. Then begin to narrow them down. Once you have that list narrowed down, randomize the order and then share that list. Here are some of the benefits that that this type of a reading plan has. One, it helps me avoid bad books. If I'm thinking about a list of books through the entire year, it gives me time to really decide on the ones that I want to read. It also helps avoid the the books that get a lot of hype, but that don't that that aren't good ones. So there's been some books that have come out this year that I've I've really wanted to read this year, but I know it's a good discipline to to at least give it a year. And I, and I may have it on my 2020 reading list, but I've been looking at it the entire year and I've been watching what people have been saying about it. Um, I've been w- looking at reviews and. So I have a pretty good idea if if that book just was marketed well but is bad or if it was marketed well and it is very good. Uh, I'm, I'm more apt to keep it on my list for the following year. So it helps avoid those bad books. Another thing is um, creating a, a yearly reading plan and in, in, in thinking in, in looking at it as these are my 52 books for this year or these are my 20 books for this year. You begin to view them as a collection. And what's cool is you'll then go and, oh, this book connects with this book and connects with this book. And I found that I'm able to make connections better by having a reading plan than without. Because without a reading plan, it's just my my choice of books is, is kind of random. But with a reading plan, it's a set reading list. I, I know the order. I can think back to the order. Uh, it, and for I don't know why, but it just helps me to think of the books and remember them and to kind of think of them as a collection. Something I completely did not expect, but kind of a neat impact of of having a a list like this. Another benefit is just the the pure joy in thinking about the books that you're going to be reading the following year. Taking that time to compile the list, thinking about it, going into bookstores, seeing books, uh, kind of like having serendipity within a plan. Uh, for instance, I, I may hear about a book on a podcast and then walk into a bookstore and see that book, um, see a post from a, f- a friend who's reading that book. And so it's it's like I, I'll, I'll come across that book in uh, multiple places. And and maybe that's kind of a, a, a way of speaking to me of, of, hey, this is a book that you need to check out. 
And then another benefit is that you get through the books that you really want to get through. So I've, I've made it a point to put classics in my reading list each year. Uh, Don Quixote, I've wanted to read that for, for many years. I made it through it this year. And just, I, I, I tell some people, like, by, by putting these classics on the list as one of the 52 books, if, I, if that classic is the only book of the 52 books that I read in that year, it's still a major accomplishment because I wouldn't have read that if I didn't have it planned out. So it's, it's, it's kind of funny in that sense of, of being able to get, I next year, 2020, I have the Bible on my list of books. I've never just sat down and read through the Bible, like as a book where I, in the sense of, this is the only thing I'm reading right now. And I'm reading it from start to finish. I've done year plans where I've read through the Bible in the, in during, throughout a year, uh, where you read like five chapters a, a day type of thing, but I've never just sat down and read the Bible all the way through. It is 2000 plus pages. That is insane to add to a list of 52 books when you're trying to get through 52 books, but without putting that in there, I, I, I don't think I would just sit down and read the entire Bible without having other books in between or, or having it as part of a plan. So that's another benefit is that when you have it as part of a list, it's one of the books that you need to get through in your list and you have to get through that to get to the next book. The other benefit, last benefit I'll highlight here is that it helps you narrow down the books you most want to read. You're thinking about it through the whole year. You, maybe you, you've compiled a list of 150. You're going to narrow that down to 50. That helps you really choose the ones that you, you want to read. There's, I could probably need to find a better balance of, of planning and, and serendipity, but I, I, do have opt- I, I do have ways of serendipity within this plan. Like I mentioned, of going into a bookstore, maybe hearing it on a podcast, that type of thing. So there, there's within that, I'm just giving a little more thought to the books that come up through serendipity. Um, so to recap, I've nearly doubled the amount of books I've read per year simply by having a reading plan set in place in advance. Not only that, it's led to a lot of joy just thinking about that list throughout the year. I've read books that I've wanted to read for many years that I just never sat down to read. But when they're a part of a plan, I'm able I, I'm able to get through them and read books like War and Peace and Don Quixote, books that I would have just I, I never would have read through because they would have distracted me from other books. But now as part of this plan, I know if I get through that book, then I, I, I can read through the other books and I, I wind up getting through through these books. So I, I hope these these uh, suggestions have, have helped. It may be a completely different way of, of thinking about a reading list or a reading plan for you, but I challenge you to give it a, a, a try in 2020. See how it works. You can always go back to, to how you're doing things now, but, but give this a try. And I would, I would bet that you're going to get through more books than you would have not having a plan. And I will also guess that you'll have more fun in the process. Remember, discipline equals freedom. Having a plan in place actually can create more joy in reading. It, it not, it, it, it's not going to turn it into a chore. It, it can actually create more joy. I'd love to hear from you if you do 
put this in place. I'd love to hear from you on on the books that you you do end up choosing. Uh, if you if you do want to share your list, please know that you can on the Books of Titans website. Go to booksoftitans.com forward slash my books. Thank you for listening to this episode. Please email me at eric at, at uh, booksoftitans.com. That's eric with a K, so E-R-I-K at booksoftitans.com. Let me know if, uh, if anything stuck out to you in this episode. I'd love to hear your thoughts. And then please let me know if you, if you do prepare a reading list for 2020. That'll do it for this week. Back next week with Skin in the Game by T- Talib. Looking forward to, to discussing that one. Until then, keep reading, keep learning, and keep listening. I'm out.